I'm Aaron, that's Will. We are bringing you the passion, tradition and drama of college football to listeners down under. Because we fucking love college football. They hand it off to Johnson Boise State! Hello again and welcome to part B of episode 29, our bowl season preview. 30. Oh, episode 30, I feel like you've got your numbers wrong, dude. Either way, make sure you do listen to part one as well, or part A, uh, giving you the rundown on all the lo- latest news this week, uh, along with our picks for all the bowl games, a bit of a touch on the Army-Navy game as well, so make sure you do give that one a listen. Now, as always, I will get into the social media, make sure you do hit us up on Twitter, uh, up on Instagram, at College Football Down Under, tell all your friends about us, uh, and make sure you do settle in for a big bowl season. Yeah, I mean, that was a hell of an episode, that last one, and now we're diving back into it, there's... So much going on to wrap things up for us here. We we just had to split it in half. Yep, so, just makes sense. And why not? When you're in the when you got access to the sweat box, you you know you got to stay in this. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, okay, let's just dive straight in. I think William. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. Okay, so big game previews. Let's talk New Year's Six. Uh, we will start. We will start chronologically, I suppose, or do you want to start with the non-playoff games? Let's go non-playoff first, okay. I think. Non-playoff games. Let's go to... We'll start on the 2nd of January then, and then we'll go back in time. Start on the 2nd of January. We'll go Washington versus Ohio State. Winner of the Pac-12, winner of the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. You've got two really, really good teams here. Uh... You've got, and probably you would preseason probably a couple, one of those teams you would think would probably make it through to the playoff. That wasn't the case, obviously. But you've got Washington's really, really good defense, um, and Ohio State's high-powered offense led by Dwayne Haskins, uh, running backs of Mike Weber, J.K. Dobbins. You got Paris Campbell on the outside. Uh, you got Johnny Dixon on the outside. You got K.J. Hill on the outside. There's a lot of weapons on that Ohio State team. Can Washington slow them down enough to allow Jake Browning and Miles Gaskin score enough points? That's a very good question. Uh, it's a very good Washington defense, and it, I, is. And it has been this year. But Ohio State have been rolling, and they very much played at the level of their competition. So when they've needed to step it up, they have. When they haven't, they've done enough to get it done. Except for that, you know, one blight where. Purdue played out of their skins and, and that's the risk that you face when you're playing that way all you need is someone to really get that sniff and use that energy to take it to another level that you think fuck maybe the button's not working today and I can't get it done so are we going to see that from Ohio State probably uh, it's it's a big big trip for them heading over uh, to the Rose Bowl uh, long way to go Washington not so much the case but I don't know. I don't know where this one goes. To be honest, I I like that it's strength on strength. 
Yeah, it is. And, you know, Urban Meyer has got a really good track record of preparing his teams fantastically well. It will be his last game in charge. So I, I just, I still don't have confidence in this Washington team. I don't have confidence in Jake Browning. Uh, Ohio State's defense was regarded as one of the better defenses in college football this year, preseason. They certainly haven't lived up to it, but you feel like at some stage they're going to start playing some some good D. And I mean, they mostly did that against Michigan. I'm um, still conceded over 30 points, of course, but uh, I just, offense, it used to be good defense wins championships. I'm going to say these days it's good offense wins. So I will take Ohio State in this one. Could be a little bit lower scoring, maybe like a 24-7 or 24-10, something like that. Okay, yeah. No, I'm uh, back in Ohio State as well. Uh, I think it'll probably be a little higher scoring. I think they'll go up over 30 points, Ohio State, and that'll be enough to get the job done. I, I just think that this is Urban Meyer riding off into the sunset, literally, mm-hmm. over the West Coast, and he will have... He'll put it all into it because this is the last one for him. Yeah. And, you know, he's been a legend at the coaching spot, and I think he probably deserves it. Yeah, and I just don't see Washington being able to score enough points. They'll probably get themselves into some good positions, but you're really relying on that Washington defense to hold up time and time again. I just don't see that happening. All right, let's move to the Sugar Bowl. Texas take on Georgia. Now, again, there's arguments that uh, Georgia may be the you know, second to fourth best team in the country. Certainly made an argument to be considered that way after their touchdown loss to Alabama in the SEC championship game. And then you've got Texas who managed to hang tough against Oklahoma mostly until the end. I'm a little concerned about Texas' ability to run the ball and allowing that Georgia defense to pin their ears back and let them just have at it against Sam Ellinger. Uh, and I just don't think that Lil Jordan Humphrey and Colin Johnson get the freedom that they have had in past weeks. I think Georgia's defense is going to be too good. Jake Fromm and those amazing running backs, or that amazing combination of running backs in DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield at Georgia will get it done. I think they probably do this by at least 10 points, could see two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, the line's at 11 points, so you're right around it there, and... You're not wrong. I mean, I would love nothing more than Texas to come out and win this game just because of that whole argument that I've been so against that Georgia should be in the top four. They're the you know the fourth best team. They had their shot. They missed it. And we don't know that that's a done deal. Like the non-conference games that they played don't impress me all that much. So I would love to see Texas come out and win this game and and even win it comfortably would be awesome I mean I don't know then people would start asking questions around were they really in it or whatever blah 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 I'd love to see Texas win it I just can't to be honest I think Georgia are an incredibly talented team and and it's really hard to overlook Uh, whilst Texas are definitely a program on the improve and they've got good young nucleus of players and they're going to be building for next year Georgia have dudes all over the field. Yeah. And it starts at the quarterback with Jake Fromm, but then both sides of the ball, they are, you know, as good as it gets. And, and that's why that argument is there. So whilst I look forward to seeing the clash of Big 12, SEC, and, 
you know, uh, what should be an entertaining matchup, it's really hard to go past Georgia in this one. It is, and you still, again, feel that the talent on the defensive side and those, I know that we always say those vaunted SEC defenses, but it just feels that way a little bit. It just feels like Georgia are going to be able to overpower Texas completely. Uh, and, you know, we've seen it at this high level that those spread, and I'm saying I'm not saying finesse, it's not finesse, but those kind of spreadish, pass-happy, offensive scoring teams like you know Oregon struggling at that high level, I, I think that's what Texas are going to do. Now, I you know, I don't think Texas is on the level that Oregon was, but we've just seen those teams just struggle to get the job done, get get done against elite, elite competition, which, like you said, I believe Georgia are. Yeah, and Sam Ellinger running over linebackers like he can do against some Big 12 and non-Big 12 opponents, he won't be doing against Georgia. No. Those boys hit hard. Yeah, DeAndre Walker will just bring a load. And not only that, their back end as well at Georgia, DeAndre Baker and LeCount and all those boys back there are, are really, really good. So... Uh, he might just be throwing a whole lot of jump balls, trying to get one on one and throw potentially. Jump balls but at the same time, you really don't know how George is going to react to the disappointment. Yeah, true. But I also think, like you know, how we talked about in the previous episode about how bowl games can be a little bit variable based on the celebration habits and the holiday vacation mode that some players can get into. That's generally not the case with the New Year's Six bowls. These are prestigious bowl games, and teams take them very, very seriously. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I was thinking less that and more just... A hangover from the SEC Championship correct. game, the just disappointment. The, yeah, exactly right. The second year in a row, having that fate. Uh, I mean, last year was National Championship, but then to yeah, miss it again, wh- how they react to that. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're not calling fake punts on 4th and 11, then I think that'd be, be good. okay. Yeah. I'm taking George on. Okay, staying on the 2nd of January, LSU take on UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. Now, UCF get another opportunity to prove their worth after beating Auburn last year, uh, an SEC uh, championship game uh, contender. And now this year they get to go against a team that was ranked in the top four earlier in the season. They do so again, of course, without Mackenzie Milton, who has had a couple of surgeries already and it will continue to have surgery. So his injury continues to be extremely severe. Uh, And there was at one stage they reported... Um, getting blood flow back in the leg, which is an important step. So it clearly was a bit of a mess. Uh, but Dariel Mack will lead them with Craig McRae trying to run the ball. Can that offense get going enough to beat LSU? Uh, and a greedy Williams-less LSU secondary. Yeah, I'm backing UCF in this one. I'm going to back them until they lose. And if you'd been doing that, you would have been making money because they haven't lost in a long time. And- yeah. It's similar to where I said with the conference championship game, they just have more to play for. And Mm. whilst it it is a a New Year's Six, it is a Fiesta Bowl, it is a big deal for LSU, UCF have just the weight of everything kind of behind them too. I mean, a lot of people kind of like that underdog, especially us Australians, right? So everyone in that boat has been getting around UCF for them to do it, which you'd think strange because they're the undefeated team, but because they're always on the outside looking in, I I really hope they can do it. And the fact that they don't have a quarterback is incredibly you know painful for them because he's a stud, Mackenzie Milton. But 
as you said, uh, Daryl Mack came in. He's been nothing short of excellent. Yeah, it's a new game against LSU. They, uh, they're going to need to pull out all the tricks for this one. But they did it last year against Auburn, and I'm hoping they can do it again. Yeah, so am I. Uh, I just don't know. <sighs> they haven't faced a defense this good. Uh, with Devin White, of course, in the middle, and he was so, so impressive uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was just blown away by how well he played. Uh, and, of course, obviously they don't have Greedy Williams, but they've you know, still got Rashad Lawrence, uh, who's a third-team uh, SEC... Uh, who was a, you know, he was a third-team preseason SEC guy, and, and, and you know, he has had another good season, and, and the LSU front is always going to be really, really good. I... I don't. I still don't trust LSU's offense, and we saw what um, 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 Memphis's running game did to them last week, particularly up the middle. Uh, and I don't know if Nick Brissett can get going, possibly enough to allow them to to run the ball effectively against UCF. I I don't know. Dario Mack cannot make the amount of mistakes that he made against Memphis in this game because he will get creamed. I am all in on UCF. I so want them to win. Uh, if if they do, I think I think everyone is like you said supporting UCF in this one. So who's your pick? Uh, I want to go with UCF. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna go with them. Excellent. I think that. They will be able to score enough points as long as they don't. They keep getting behind UCF, and they've got to stop doing that at some point because LSU aren't going to allow you to catch up 21 points. That's not going to happen with that really, really good Tigers defense. So, give me the Knights, but you know I'll be I'll be going after him. But I'm I'm nervous. Yeah, I'm no, nervous. I'm with you. It's going to be fun. All right. Uh, if we do go back in time here to the Peach Bowl, Florida are taking on. Michigan on the 30th of December. We've got two very, very similar type teams, I suppose. Really good defenses, uh, but with a little bit, uh, well, I say a little bit, a few question marks around the offensive side of the ball, uh, led by Shea Patterson or Felipe Franks for uh, the Gators. Which team gets away enough, do you reckon, and can distance themselves in this one? I think Michigan. I think they're the team that are favourites going into this one, and deservedly so. Uh, Florida have been good, but they're one of those SEC teams. They've, they've won a few of those middling SEC games that get a little bit more credit than I think uh, they deserve for that. Uh, where Michigan were out now a very good football team all year. They had a disappointing opener against Notre Dame, but there's no shame in dropping that one. And then a horrific outing at uh, Columbus against Ohio State where they got absolutely reamed. Yeah. But that's motivation. And I think they're, they're going to want to turn around because they're a very good football team. They've got a lot of talent on that football side. Not that Florida don't, but I, I think... Michigan are the more talented team. They've had the better year. I really like them in this matchup. Yeah, I I don't know where I sit. I, I'm not sold on that uh, Florida offense, of course, although I think Van Jefferson is fantastic uh, at wide receiver. He's done a really, really good job. And that Florida offensive line is really, really solid as well. 
Ooh, I don't know. Felipe Franks and Jordan. Scarlett can get it done. LaMichael P. Ryan and that running back group. If they can run the ball enough against Michigan, which has been something that is proven difficult, then I think that they can win. I don't think that's the case. I think Karon Higdon and Shea Patterson, and I think potentially the difference in this one is going to be special teams. And Michigan have proven uh, week in, week out that uh, in bowl games, you need to be able to score and get out fast. And if they can do that with some good special teams play as well, flip a field, some good defense, they can score early and that can be enough. So I'm taking the Wolverines. Okay, cool. Yeah, and one interesting thing from this that uh, we should probably mention is that they will have uh, Shea Patterson obviously playing at quarterback at Michigan. So he's come across from Ole Miss. And Dan Mullen would know a fair bit about him there. So that's kind of... He's going to know what it takes to take away his game, which is not the conventional quarterback game the way that he plays a lot of the time. He hasn't put up those conventional numbers. So that kind of plays into it. But I don't know. I thought it was interesting. That is mediocre at best, Will, but well done. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it, that one should be a good one. I'm looking forward to it. You're probably not going to see a whole heap of offense, I don't think. But I think Michigan's offense will be slightly better, and that'll be enough to distance themselves. Okay, let's get into uh, the playoff. The real games. stuff. Yeah, so on the 30th of December, well, that game, that Florida-Michigan game, is a bit of a curtain raiser to Clemson-Notre Dame. You've got teams two and three in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, you've got a Clemson team that just absolutely ripped apart Pitt in the ACC championship game. You've had Notre Dame, which of course had the extra week off because they didn't play a championship game. Uh, You've got Trevor Lawrence. You've got Travis Etienne at running back. You've got T Higgins and Murray Rogers versus Tavon Coney and that Notre Dame defense. Who do you think does enough to win in this one because this is you're playing for all the marbles at this point I think Trevor Lawrence does enough yeah I have not uh, been shy in my admiration for the young fella and I think this is going to be his breakout game against what is a very very good defense in Notre Dame Uh, I mean both teams have got elite defenses right Notre Dame uh, have been excellent all year and Clemson what did they give up in the championship game like eight passing yards or something insane And that's probably not even their strength. It's more the run defense where they're able to get that def- uh, defensive front just running a mark and having a party in the backfield. So not concerned on either sides def- defensively. It's more, I have more faith in what Trevor Lawrence can do than what Ian Book can do at uh, against Clemson. And that's probably a bit unfair on Ian Book because he has been excellent this year. But I just think that having to go against this side, that Trevor Lawrence is the better player. He's got better player makers around him, in my opinion, and that he will able to he'll be able to do enough that they'll get the job done. Yeah, I think that... I don't disagree, and I reckon that he has to be the guy. I mean, it's going to come down to quarterback play because you've got... Well, I mean, we've talked about it all year, but Cleveland Farrell and Austin Bryan, Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins and that ridiculously talented Clemson defensive line. NFL front. Yep. Dexter Williams isn't going to get going 
100% in this game. So you're going to rely on Ian Book. The thing about him is he's probably a slightly better runner than Trevor Lawrence. Well, he's got the ability to run more. Trevor Lawrence wants to... He'll scramble to throw, but he... And he can run. He's, he's a good mover for a guy who's six foot six, but he tends not to uh, as much. <sighs> I have been impressed. I mean, on, on that line, I've been impressed with Notre Dame's offensive line. They've done some good stuff, but I am going to take the Tigers in this one, mainly because I need them for my championship draft. Uh I think their defense does enough, although there are some question marks around their safety play still. Uh, I think they do enough. Uh, should be a fantastic one. And a surprisingly high-scoring one for two really good defenses. I'm going to say like a, a 28-31 or a, a 35-30, something like that. Okay, yeah, no, I'm thinking more 17-28 maybe uh, in the way of Clemson. Okay. So I don't think it'll be as high high scoring, but I think Clemson will do enough to get the job done. Okay. So that should be a fantastic one. Although, yeah, I don't, they've still got some questions about Clemson, still got some questions about Notre Dame. A team that I don't have too many questions about is Alabama. Well, they almost lost last week. They did, but I think that was the chance, and I think they missed it. Uh, they play in the Orange Bowl against Oklahoma and Kyler Murray. This is the one that you've kind of been wanting. You've got a really fantastic SEC defense, uh, a supremely talented offense in the, with the tide as well there. But then you've got a freakishly mobile quarterback, which is something you do need to beat Alabama. I don't think you can win with a statue and try and pick your way through throwing the ball. Uh, so he's got the ability to make those plays on the ground. Uh, you've got C.D. Lamb, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, you've got Hollywood Brown back. He did sustain an injury for Oklahoma. Uh, and then you've got Tua or Jalen, depending on how that injury comes up. Uh, and with Ruggs and Ridley, oh, sorry, not Ridley, Ruggs and Jerry Judy and all those weapons that oh, I've Smith. got at, at Alabama as well. Yeah, Devonta Smith. And so... I don't think Oklahoma has enough defensively to hold out Alabama, but I'm looking forward to the Big 12 getting its shot to make a name for itself probably against the SEC. Yeah, and that's the opportunity that they've got. It's just unfortunate that it's against a team that I think will go down as one of the best college football teams of all time. It'll get talked about with your 2001 Canes or your was it 2005 Longhorns, like those all-timers. I think this squad is going to end the season in that caliber. Uh, and it's going to be on the back of a huge victory here. I mean, I would love to see Oklahoma really take it to them and run up the score and Alabama have to keep pace with them. But even if that's the case, they'll be able to because Oklahoma's defense is so porous and just hasn't been able to stop anyone. So the fact that you know, you've got Alabama who are elite offensively and defensively against an Oklahoma team who are elite offensively and subpar defensively. Doesn't bode well. I mean, you, no. you just look at that from the outside and you go, eh. You know, they're not going to be catching Alabama offside. They, they, they're going to be dialed in for this one. It just, yeah, I, I can't see a way that Oklahoma win it. Even with, you know, the kryptonite at quarterback where you may have a Heisman winner or at least, you know, one of the most... Uh, 
elite athletes in any sport in the world probably to be able to be able to go pro you know two sports and, and be as impressive as he is in Kyla Murray and and that being the recipe to need to be able to do something against Alabama even with that I just don't see it happening neither do I and I think in order for Oklahoma to have any chance you need Kyla Murray to be perfect and by perfect I mean he's gonna have to win on third down and win potentially on third and long Lincoln, like they're going to have to redline. Lincoln Riley's going to have to go for it on fourth down. They're going to have to pull out trick plays. Uh, you can't punt the ball on, you know, fourth and one at yep. the 50. They won't be doing that. Well, I know they but won't be. it's more be. like fourth and six. Yeah, yeah. Let's dial it up. Let's go. Yeah. And Could end nasty, but you're right. That's that's what it's got to be. they got to be just ruthless in this and just keep pouring on the points and backing in that they can get that done and... Maybe and, then, and maybe then, but you know, and and then you've got to hope that Oklahoma do one of their freakish make a couple of turnovers, but I I just don't see it happening. Uh, Oklahoma will put up yards and they'll probably put up some points, but this could get a little bit ugly, especially if Oklahoma are redlining it and they're coming up short. If they're going for it on fourth down and missing. If they're trying these trick plays, I could see this being. You know, a 24-35 or probably more than that, 24-42 game to Alabama. But I could also see it being like a 42-10 to and an absolute blowout because Oklahoma just can't maintain the rage. Yes. All right. So that gives you a look at the New Year's Six and the playoff semifinals. So, so, so we're both thinking Alabama-Clemson. We are both thinking Alabama-Clemson. I'm going to say... Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, Georgia in the Sugar Bowl comfortably, UCF just in the Fiesta Bowl, Michigan in the Peach Bowl, uh, and then I'm taking Clemson and Alabama. Okay, so we're very similar. I'm Ohio State. I'm, I'm taking t- uh, Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you nearly said it. UCF, Michigan, Clemson, and Alabama. So, so we are identical. Incredibly similar. In fact. <laughs> okay. Which Almost. is a bit a bit boring. I mean, the the one upset that the two of us picked happened to be the same one. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, there, and there may be more than that. I think you know I've been hanging out all year for this season-defining game. Great moments. We hopefully we'll see it in this. Okay, hopefully and then we'll let's say we get Bama Clemson because we're not going to get a chance to dissect it and talk we're not, through it. No thoughts. Uh, ooh, I can't see. I mean. They played last year in the semi-final. They did. And Alabama got them. Again, we've talked about this Alabama team being better. Is the Clemson team better? Well, probably. They've got defensive line play that is the same, if not a little bit better. Uh, they've got a better quarterback. Their Could running game is a little, bit, a little bit better. Um, so, But I think Alabama will be too good. I, I think the only chance of someone matching up I don't think the linebackers at Clemson and the safeties at Clemson are as deep and as good as what they are at Georgia and we saw how Georgia struggled with it late in the piece having said that I think Clemson's offense is a little bit more dynamic so it's going to be close but I think you need Alabama to have that bad day and they just don't have it so I'm taking Alabama by 10 points 10 points okay I I think it's two juggernauts I, I keep banging on about how good Alabama are and I think they are but Clemson are, are right there, nipping at their heels. They're going to be playing for it all. 
It's a funny game. This this yeah. literally could go either way. The bounce of a ball, uh, you know, someone tripped up, a, a bad flag at, at an inopportune moment can all be the difference between these two teams. Like, I think it's Alabama. I think they deserve it as favourites going into all of this and, and they're a really good football team. But it wouldn't shock me. Like, I'm going to be dialed into it because it's going to be another great matchup. I'm a bit disappointed that we get this again. Like, I'm a bit over Alabama-Clemson battling well, it out. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this a little bit to close the episode. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll take Bama. But yeah, I think Alabama are the better team. And if they play to where they can play to, they're in complete control of their own destiny. If they have an off game or play a little bit wonky or make some errors like they did in the Georgia game, then yeah, they're there for the picking. But if they play to what they can, I don't think Clemson get really that close. They may be close on the scoreline, but I don't think they threaten to okay. actually. All right. Again, probably after looking at those New Year's Six, just another... Uh, Day to keep an eye on is those three games on the 28th of June. Auburn, Purdue, Syracuse, West Virginia, Iowa State, Washington State. Make De- sure you check December? those out. Of December, what did I say? June. <laughs> yeah, I know. <sighs> Don't hot. wait till June, let it, me tell you. Don't wait till here. June. It is hot in here. Middle of summer. Yeah, I'm sweating bullets. Okay, championship draft time. Uh, I have got number two, Clemson, number four, Oklahoma. I have got number one, Alabama, and number three, Notre Dame. You couldn't have scripted this any better, could you? No, probably not, although I picked first. <laughs> you did. Yeah, but just the fact that like we're both playing off in the semifinals, yeah. we both ended up with two teams. It could have gone sideways for one of us or both yeah. of us, I suppose. Like, But we had fairly steady ones at the top all year. There hasn't been too much change. Although Notre carnage. Dame no one had at the start of the year. No, not to start, no. So I was lucky enough to grab them in when I did. And I think I might have even turfed them at one point and brought them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it seems like our, our two number one seeds are destined for each other. But, you know. I mean, there is a chance that, you know, both your teams win or both my teams win, of course. But we would hope that we've probably both each got one team in, whichever way it goes. So uh, is there any sort of punishment or... Uh, adulations for the the winner of this. What's I mean? What do what we want to go with? What it? do you reckon? I mean, I still did want to do that. Uh, buy a carton, and then we've got to like drink for every bold prediction we've got wrong, every tip we've got wrong. You'll be wasted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> based, I will. Based on your gambling exploits, but um, I don't exactly know. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we might have you got something. No, 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 off the top of my head. I was, I was thinking that we could, could be to do with the intro for next year or something. Yeah, could, you can. Yeah, okay. You can put it on uh, the winner or the loser. I guess the winner gets to decide. Yeah, okay. Next year's intro, and then we can have some fun with that. Yep. Cool. All right, let's do that. Okay, bold prediction time, William. Yes. So uh, last one of the year. Last one of the year. You're gonna have to manage this. Although I'll be watching from England, but. Uh, you are going to have to be the one. Yes. Okay. So having been through all of this um, and everything that you know we've talked about from all of the bowl games, looking at this, my bold prediction, and this is as hopeful as anything, yeah, is that the SEC is going to go under five hundred for their bowl games. We really should have checked off on uh, 
the so we've finally done it we've finally we've finally come together uh, with the same bowl game no the same bowl the same prediction, bowl prediction not quite mine's a little bit different but we will okay we will. so what do you got throw okay so i've called mine the bowl game hangover conference style and i'm gonna say well what is the best argue well what is the best conference in college football the big 12 <laughs> i will ask you again i don't need to put your hand on the bible will but what is the best According to ESPN, what is the best conference in college football? There is a widespread misconception that it is the SEC. Is okay, right. What would be the worst conference in of the Power Five? The ACC. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, this is not, you're not helping you. No, how can you say the ACC? They've got number two team in the, and that's in the it. country. And then the rest are six and six. Okay, right. So on. Oklahoma State. The Pac-12. Probably the... Okay. Are we happy with that? The SEC at the top, probably the Pac-12 at the bottom. I am going to say that the SEC will finish bottom out of their bowl results and the Pac-12 will finish on top of the Power 5 conferences. Okay. So we're flipping the conferences. Okay, interesting. So do you have like a win total? Because that's Yeah, what like we're thinking. going win-loss here. So yeah. we're going win-loss. Yep. So uh, I, I haven't actually th- thought a whole heap about this. I don't know if you're going win percentage here. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter whatever measure you want to use. I okay, suppose. well let's if if we're going head to head on bold predictions, then let's pick the five, and then we'll go off of that. As in the first order, to order fifth order of, of conferences win, of conference win percentage. Okay, well I'm saying Pac-12 at one. That's how bold I'm going. Okay, I'm going to go Big Twelve at one. Okay, I will go ACC at two then because I'm going to go the boldest in reverse. I'm going to make this probably bold. I don't actually think this is going to happen, but this is my bold prediction. Okay, I am going to go the Big Ten second. Okay, I'm going to go the Big 12 third then. Uh, I will pick the Pac-12 third. I'll go the Big Ten and then the SEC. And I will go the ACC and the SEC. So I've gone in reverse order of what I think the power conferences are. So I've gone Pac-12 to come out on top, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, SEC to be the worst performing conference in the bowl games. Yes, and I have matched that with Big 12, Big 10, Pac-12, ACC, SEC. Okay. So, so we're both backing in the SEC, SEC to struggle. We've, we've come together on this one. We've mixed it up so we can still have a winner in this competition for this. But either way, it's probably unlikely. <laughs> I know. Well, if Alabama win two games, we're probably screwed. But yes. anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we could have a look at it. We will dive into that. Will, you'll do some work on the socials in regards to that. Okay. It is time to go for the last time on the punt with Will. I am here to bring you winners. And this time you're actually going on the punt with Will. Uh, He has taken the reins back. He was disgusted with my half a unit loss last week. Yeah, it won't stand for it. (laughs) So he's going to teach you and tell you how to lose at least 10 units. Correct. Exactly right. We're, I don't know, we're we're really up against here. I was thinking, what can I do here? Because I'm so far down. I can really just get after it or, or I can be sensible and I can build for next year. Right? So, So I'm 
thinking... So you're not doing that one. No, you're it's not, obviously that one. It's, it's obviously that one. I'm, Hang I'm, on. I'm using the logic. <laughs> I need us to win some of these people back. Otherwise, no one's going to listen to us. Okay. Everyone loves the segment. Gets so much mail about it. Ha ha, Will, you're so funny. What does Aaron look like in real life? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Uh, and then mostly love your on the punt segment. Hope you make some money. <laughs> Me too. Me too. So I have uh, come out with four picks here and then a bit of a multi at the end of it for that to, to try and get us back. Cause I think if we jag that, then we would be back even on the year and that would just be poetic and too good. So it won't happen, but whatevs to begin things. We are taking two units on Fresno state. Minus four and a half points against Arizona State in the Las Vegas Bowl. Why do we like Fresno State in this game? Because Arizona State likes to fucking party. <laughs> and Las Vegas is a hell of a place to party. So that's not a good combination for Arizona State. They'll be dragged away from the tables, kicking and screaming. We'll barely show up. Fresno are going to run away with this one. I like how you're assuming based on the fact that the student body in Tempe, Arizona loves to party. Who the fuck commits to Arizona State and doesn't <laughs> like to party? I mean, they. I would think about it. I would think about it. If I got an offer to Arizona State, I'd definitely want to visit there. Exactly. And when you went there, would you be studious? <laughs> Or would you would live see, your college life to I, the fullest? I would see what the town had to offer. Exactly right. So Fresno in a canter. Uh, okay. On from that, two units on Hawaii. Only given up one and a half. We talked about this in the previous episode. Home game for Hawaii. This is Australia's team. This is all just falling in nicely. They might not be as good as Louisiana Tech, but they're at home. They're relaxed. Aloha. <laughs> Is that how you say relaxed in Hawaii? I think it? it's like hello <laughs> and goodbye. Okay. And relaxed. <laughs> or at least it is now. Uh, they're they're going to win. Is that racist? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Only one and a half points uh, favorites there. So we'll take that. Two units there. Love it. Uh, another two units on Oregon, minus two and a half. And this is because this game's played uh, in California over at Levi Stadium. Hell of a road trip for Michigan State. Didn't do so well when they played Arizona State earlier in the year. And I think, how's the memory, man? I know. Yeah, you've nailed that. I know way too much about college football. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oregon will be probably an even tougher out. Uh, Justin Herbert auditioning for the NFL going to be getting after it i back them in minus the two and a half so two two units there and then to round things out we're really this is as hopeful as anything but two units on ucf to win okay so so we're taking them uh they've got plus seven and a half but we'll take them to win so that'll be around three bucks i'd say i haven't seen the market for it yet just the line but we'll chuck a couple units there because then when we roll all four of those together (laughs) yeah and multi that up and chuck two units on that. That's enough to get our units back for the year, I reckon. So that's what we're swinging for. Uh, that's it. It's been fun this year. I, I am like sad to see the the punting finish because I, it does add a little bit more enjoyment to the games for me. But at the same time, I'm going to be so glad I'm not losing so much money. Like my whole family is. The little one looks up at me. She's like, you lost money again. She's not talking, but just in her eyes, I can see it. 
And, you know, I'm going to be able to say, no, I didn't. Or, yeah, the strikers lost in the big bash. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it just moves to cricket now. Correct. But, yeah, no, I suck there too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, I actually, scarily enough, are agreeing with most of those. And I think they are sensible bets with an element of risk. So, Logic. we're going we're gonna to go horribly, obviously. Um, very sharp by you to finish there, Will. I enjoyed that. Uh, okay, well, that really brings us to the end of our bowl preview episode, part two. Uh, quick thoughts on the season, Will. Uh, how did you think this one went overall? Was it noticeably different to other seasons, especially if you're a first-time follower of college football? Is this what we should be expecting next year, or will it be a totally different ride? Uh, I mean, not totally different. I think this year, more than any on memory, you had the haves and have-nots. It's, it's, it's always the case, but all year it felt like Alabama and Clemson, to a lesser extent, were out in front and nothing else really mattered behind that. Like, it's, it's always fun talking about filling in the places behind that and filling out the four and all of that and, you know, Notre Dame's undefeated run against some solid competition and all of that stuff. I mean, you get that every year, but you don't normally have such dominance out the front. Even the previous years where it has been Alabama and Clemson, like, they've dropped games along the line uh, and that's made them look mortal where Alabama, what, ran the season without anyone getting near 20 and then finally in the conference championship, we saw it, but even that wasn't enough on an off day for them. So for me, it's been more so than any other year that I can remember where we've had that the case, which has kind of been a little bit disappointed, coupled from a personal standpoint of Oklahoma State not doing as well as I would like them to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you're a similar boat with Miami. But, you know, with, with all that, there's there's been the fun. There, there's been UCF continuing to roll on that that's been a great storyline to follow there's been washington state they've been a team that have been enjoyable Uh, west virginia when they were up and about it's good to see michigan and texas as i kind of hoped for to finally show something and and earn what double digit victories or if not texas are are bloody close if they could just beat maryland (laughs) they playing them again round one next year jeez so yeah it's it's kind of a lot of a lot of similarities. The SEC is, again, dominated, but I don't know. It's It's been fun. It has been fun. Uh, I don't know if my maths is going to be right on this because they'll play multiple games and I probably could work it out. I should be able to. It's not that difficult. But with three teams in the college football playoff, uh, does that mean you've got a 75%... Sorry, three undefeated teams. You've got a 75% chance of an undefeated champion. I don't know if that's the case. I think it's actually greater than that, potentially, because of there's six games. Anyway, but really, the likelihood of uh, there being an undefeated champion is quite high, and that hasn't happened for a while from memory. Um, I think the thing that is going to get lost in this is, you know, the Kentucky season, the UCF season, potentially, although that'll probably go down as maybe a bit of a turning point and a bit of a, a a crux for the college football playoff moving forward, which might be good. But Kentucky's season, um, you know, even Notre Dame's undefeated season, if they then go and lose the first round of the playoffs, that will be forgotten in the next couple of years. But it does feel like this, you know, like we've said, this kind of continual march towards Alabama-Clemson. 
And, you know, yeah, Miami has been super, super disappointing. Um, you know, the way that that ball club has been managed and it's been frustrating to watch. The only nice thing about that has been that we ha- I haven't had a single 130, 230 get up for Miami this year, which has been good. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been a lot of fun. And this has provided, I think for us, this has provided a really, really good opportunity and, and it's allowed us to even or dive even deeper uh, into college football, which has been fantastic from our perspective. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a fair bit of a time commitment that we've both thrown at this one. Uh, it's kind of a lot more than what I thought we were signing up for to begin with. I thought it'd just be a bit of fun on Sunday afternoons after a chat, but you end up, you know, we've, we've really got into this. We, we read a hell of a lot more, I don't know about you, than you normally would. You're following all the storylines. I watch a lot more than I, than I did, and I'm more in touch with all the teams now. Yeah. Uh, was I used to think I, I'd be able to name one player from each team maybe, but n- like I feel like now I've got a sense of, a better sense of the, the college football landscape. Yeah, well, and, and hopefully we've been able to share that with some of the listeners out there. Like you, whoever you are listening to this, hopefully we've kind of been some sense of information around the game for you. Hopefully a little bit of enjoyment from time to time. I know we have fun with it. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I wouldn't, I've had fun with you, mate. Oh, that's nice. It's uh, wouldn't want to do this with anyone else. Ah, so it's yeah, it's it's been a ride. It's going to be, you know, Mill and Colin to see it finish up because I look forward to having a couple night extra nights at home to get stuff done and and whatever it is. I'm sure the the family will appreciate it, but at the same time, there's there's going to be a hole. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way it sort of feels after every college football season, to mm. be fair. It mm. really kind of falls away. Yeah, there's cricket season we follow along with and stuff, but it's it's not quite the same. It is such an intense, brief three-ish months uh, where, you know, everything is on the line every week and, and we've really enjoyed that. Now, it would be remiss of us to not mention the Australians. Uh, this has was the intent of this show to be a big focus for us uh, and, and it was to connect the Australian public, I guess, with a game that we find more accessible than potentially the NFL, more entertaining at times, and a little bit more real. It's less of a... a um, Manufactured re- product. Yeah, a reality TV show at times. It is a bit more real and raw, and, and you know, you're dealing with... I know they still are million-dollar schools that get million-dollar prizes and million-dollar million dollar coaches yeah. and stuff like this, but they are still kids. And they, some of them are kids out of small country towns that all of a sudden are playing in front of the bright lights. And, you know, there's some amazing stories and, and that's why we like following it. So on that, you know, these Australian punters that we've followed, uh, we've been in touch with a few of those guys and it'll be interesting to see what Dom does particularly. Obviously, we've been following Dom Panzolo for a long time when we played with him and, and to see how he goes moving into potentially the NFL or at least going to a training camp um, or whether he comes home or whatever his future is. But, you know, there's a big opportunity for us to to get in touch. And we've already been in touch with some guys both here and in the States that are, that are interested to expose the game further to the Australian public. And that's what the sole purpose really of this show was. Definitely. Okay. Uh, now, moving forward, our next show. Now, obviously, I'm better get English Jess back to England for a little while. Uh, so we will, I'm sure, catch up uh, in uh, to, towards the back end of January. We'll be looking at like the 20th, 21st, 22nd to release a bit of another show down the stretch there. 
so we will definitely be in touch over the off season, uh, getting ready for spring ball uh, and putting some stuff together, for getting ready for season 2019. Yes. So please do not forget about us. We will certainly be in touch. Uh, any final thoughts on the season, Will? Uh, no, not, not on the season. I guess just finally, uh, thank you to whoever is listening out there, whoever is on the other end of uh, what we spew out every week because, yeah. you know, as you said, we're, we're trying to get the content out there. We're trying to share with you know others a game that we truly enjoy and we're having fun with it but we really appreciate those who've picked up the the podcast and had a listen to it and kind of uh, gone on with it because we we have had quite a few and it's it's really cool to have that and and really appreciate anyone who has come along the ride with us yeah we certainly didn't expect the kind of support probably that we've we've got that's been really surprising and not only from the australian crew there's been a massive following over in the state so we really appreciate you guys putting up with our accents and strange colloquialisms and um the fact that we haven't grown up with this sport but we're certainly very passionate about it as well yeah all right signing off for season 2018 please do enjoy all the bowl games make sure you watch as much as you can because it is a long 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 off season mm. without it uh as always hit us up uh on twitter and on instagram at college football down under for the last time my name's aaron that is will and we will see you next year it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game.